It's Grandpa. Grandpa. Granddad. Granddad. What's Grandpappy up to this time? He wants us to get him his mushrooms. <laughs> Grandpa, get your own. You got legs. Get your mushrooms, Grandpa. <laughs> oh, he's like, welcome home. Have some soup. Have some soup. Have you been eating okay? I have to be careful while eating soup so that my rat tail doesn't get in the soup and ruin it. <laughs> oh, no. God. That's actually why it's this color on the tip. Oh, it was a lot of saffron in that curry. I just assumed uh, it was that way because he kept accidentally stepping on it. <laughs> God. What's up, Tayvat? Coming to you live from Ningguang's basement. It's the five churls who run the world. You know them. You love them. The Shade Chamber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm the churl your mother warned you about, Beefy. I'm Greg, and I've never eaten a bamboo shoot. I'm Jur, the festive explosions as opposed to the ones caused by domestic terrorism. I'm Rod, and I really wish that Beto would stop coming over and making the wall shake. Like, please, Ningguang, like, can you reinforce those or something? I want to sleep. I'm going to cut that to right after you said coming. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. And I'm the Muad'Dib of the Desert of Hadramavith, Wander. Ooh. Nice. Oh no. So happy Lantern Rite. Happy Lantern Rite 2023. Yeah. Uh, the sun made another trip around us because we're a flat earth, apparently. <laughs> or a Dyson sphere. Wait, now hold on. Being flat and being like heliocentric is, those are separate things. Well, we couldn't orbit the sun because we'd fall off. Yeah. We would tilt. I'm already tilting. I think there are plenty of Genshin <laughs> players who were truly tilted. You gonna get grandpa his boo? Yeah. Get that boo for grandpa. Those nascent bamboo shoots. Oh my god, they're sending you like two kilometers away for it. Nascent. I only eat the bamboo shoots with the highest potential. And the most <laughs> THC. You have to get them like early on in the stages of growth because otherwise you just can't eat them anymore. They're just straight up bamboo. He has mm -hmm. to get them all they're soft because he can't gum anything harder than that. But I would love to see Zhongli just going full panda. On a stick of bamboo. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. <laughs> just sitting there, just chewing. A French. Le French are here. Oh no. Our first look at a Fontenois individual. That's not totally true. Okay, yeah, fine. We've seen the end of this quest already, and I literally already totally forgot about Dvorak just thanks to the dinner scene. <laughs> Yeah, that, holy shit. The dinner scene was so... This was such a good lantern rite. And not just because we actually got some sleep this year, because apparently the gals are going through it. Their relationship is a little rocky right now. They are at an impasse on the chessboard in the chess room. I feel like this was, at least in terms of the story, probably the best lantern rite they've had. I think so. I feel like this is the one where they fed yeah. people the most. Well, this um, was so good. Yeah, I shot. think it also greatly benefits from it not being part of what may be Kaching's slow burn character development. <laughs> this was an almost Kachingless lantern rite. They did a really good job just in general, kind of pivoting away from the people who got a lot of exposure last lantern rite. Well, yeah, and, and pivoting to the people who need exposure, like yeah. Cloud Retainer. I think she's exposed enough. <laughs> 
She needs, needs more, more exposure. Until she's playable, she needs more. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I was able to punch her way out of the coffin before becoming... Before becoming Madam Ping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck is Yao Yao? This was a really, like, Yellon-centric lantern, right, too. Because it starts off, like, her uncle is thinking of retiring his position as the Tianshu, and then, like, she has to Wait. screen all of these other candidates, but they're not Wait. very good. And she's Hold like, on. yeah, it was, like, interesting how much it focused on her at the beginning. Oh. You know? Fifi, Fifi, uh -huh. that's just, Ye just Yellon's quest. What? That, that was just Yellon's quest. That wasn't Lantern, right? Are... Wait, really? But it starts... Wait. Oh, God. <laughs> what the fuck did you play? Did I just leave Yellon's quest on unread for, like, a year? Yes. Apparently. Oops. Sorry, look at Ether. He's such a judgy bitch. <laughs> he, he is. He is a little bitch. I wish Lumine was here so we could be even more scathing. Lumine just, yeah. like... Staring daggers at this dude's monocle. Mm. <laughs> I think the thing that really stood out to me is that this was the most callbacks to other limited time events that I have ever seen. There were like four like limited events that got brought up as pretty major components of the Lantern Rite 2023 story. I think obviously the big ones were like the other Liyue events. So Moonchase and Lantern Rite. Yeah, like, there were multiple references to Shangling winning the Master Chef competition. Yeah, Groba being a former Archon is just treated as kind of common knowledge. A big thing was, like, a Cloud Retainer as a tinkerer and chef. She even had the, the cuisine machine that she had, Blast Moonchase. And even Iridori factored in, like, a non-Liyue event, because that's how Venti and Xingqiu know each other. And that ends up coming into play during the epilogue. Also, the Iridescent Tour finally happened after multiple years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was something that had been brought up in two events over two years. Shigitaisho's Shank Shack, as well as 2022's Golden Apple Archipelago. Were there any others? Uh, did they bring up uh, Vine Laser Fest? Uh, there was a brief mention by Dvorak about uh, an event held in Onstat recently where the Animo Archons showed up, and it was all about music. It kind of sucks ass if you didn't play any of those events. Even though people who are just starting the game would probably be missing a lot of context for this, they're finally feeding the people who stuck around with it. Because if everyone remembers the first year or so of the game, character interactions on a level that was, like, casual were very sparse. It was um, Windbloom. Windbloom was, like, the first big playable characters interacting with each other event. Yeah, yeah. But it is cool that these characters are retaining their past. You know, this is one of the few events that recurs every year. In fact, Lantern Ride is the only event that they always do annually. And so it's also kind of the event that marks the passing of time in the Genshin world. And it's interesting to see, like, what's changed, what, what character dynamics have shifted, what stayed the same. Yeah, you know, um, there's all of the usual stuff. Shangling and her cooking... Xingqiu and Changyun. And then there's other stuff like Hu Tao exercising Big G. Xinyan has the Wait, iridescent what? tour. No, Hu Tao did that last year. What? Like, no, that's, um, that's her character quest. Have you not finished Hu Tao's character quest? Exercising Big G is Hu Tao's character quest? Yeah, no, that's not that's not like something she does at Lantern Right. That was actually just one quest of hers. Oh, Wait, God. What? Yeah. 
break. It's been two years. I thought that was her thing. I thought the whole thing was who town's haunted by ghosts and Big G is one of the ghosts. No, you're supposed to help him go. Congratulations, break. You've trapped a child soul in purgatory for over two years. Oh shit, you guys, I forgot about Big G. Oh no. <laughs> Speaking of Kuching, can we all talk about the line that Kuching has? Where it's like, even I know the yeah. balance of work and life responsibilities. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Kuching? We had two different event quests where you explicitly did not, and we had to help you. No, it makes sense. They, they realize that having Ganyu as a character stand next to anyone just makes that character look better because Ganyu is so awful. Uh, yeah, Ganyu's true. pretty bad in this event, specifically. <laughs> Okay, she did have a good moment with Shenha when they, like, meet that up. That was cute. That was good, yeah. They had a nice family moment. But yes, everything up to that is a continuation of her being an awful, awful scab. Her introductory line of basically saying, Remember, it's a holiday, not a vacation. If you met Ganyu in real life, you would hate her on principle. It's true. Also, she just straight up says at one point, like, Yeah, I can do this if I don't sleep. And Kitching has to be like, What do you mean don't sleep? No, no, Ganyu, please sleep. And she did it anyway. Then she did it anyway. <laughs> Oh my, look at, I'm sorry, look at, I was so distracted by Kuno and Yelon here. They, she looks like his mom. <laughs> oh my God. A little bit. I mean, he certainly needs one. He has one. He has his new toddler mom, Nahida. Yeah. <laughs> toddler mom? Nahida's more like, I guess, like his AA sponsor. He's her project. Yeah. I think it's benevolent, but I don't think it's, like, purely benevolent. I think, like, it's... It's, it's not, know, like, fully altruistic. Yeah, she, she's yeah. a very pragmatic baby. Well, but she, she... She's the boss baby. She is the boss baby. <laughs> the last Lantern Rite was very focused on the playables and the humans in the city. And this one, the story kind of went back more into, like, building up the lore of the UA. And we finally get to see Guizhong. And we learn a bit more about the Adepti. And it really humanizes, or I should say, fleshes out because not all of them are human. The Adepti, it's like they've certainly lost and loved and partied and bickered and... And got into drunken infantoffs. That was so great. But yeah, like, Liyue obviously has this really rich mythological history, and between this and Moonchase, we're really finally starting to see it. And we're also literally starting to see the people. And you can tell which of those people may be playable in the future because of their design philosophies. Like, okay... Guizhong. Characters don't have sleeves that go past their hands. That would not work with the weapon animations. The past Yaksha are probably not going to be playable because one of them had like Wolverine claw weapons. That's not a standard rollable weapon type. Meanwhile, one of them had four arms. Yeah, four arms. But then you look at Streetward Rambler's young design and it's like, okay, the cut of her clothing would flow about the same as any other playable character. And she literally has a white tassel. She wields a rollable polearm. That's a playable design right there. And another playable design. Our favorite, your hopeful favorite, Cloud Retainer. Looking like Bayonetta up in here. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? So believe it or not, sometimes we actually get so into Genshin that we forget it's a game made by perverts. (laughs) <laughs> um, this really just kind of yanked us out of that pretense. Yeah, yeah. I think we're definitely going to be seeing a lot more Bayonutter if after uh, Cloud Retainer's Divine is fully out. The mm-hmm. fact that they foreshadowed it by putting the red rims under the bird eyes to give her the Bayonetta red glasses later in human form is just audacious. That's when you know. That's when you know. <laughs> <laughs> People who make this game are degenerates. <laughs> 
And we also got a little glimpse of the Fontenois situation with our Fontenois conductor man. Yeah, Dvorak's a pretty good NPC. Like, their NPC game certainly has really stepped up. Between Dvorak, Ping Pong Lady, Niwa. Dunyarzad. And there's this one NPC that has like a really elaborate design too. I don't really know who he is, but he has like green hair and glasses. And it's like wearing like a whole snake around his neck. It's all animated too. It's like incredible. Oh yeah, this guy's shown up a couple different times too. Well, we'll keep an eye on this story as it develops. This weird background character. All we can say is they haven't done anything with him in two years, and it's probably going to be another two years. Oh yeah, well, look at this whisper song. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't fucking whisper in my ear. <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. It is funny how I think the banquet scene, even though that was after the main big story quest, was kind of the standout for me. Yeah. One thing we talked about in Iridori is that, like, events are kind of beta testing for character interactions. I think, cynically, I just thought, like, oh, they don't have to commit to any directions with the characters if it's a time-limited event. But in this one, they followed through on basically every interpersonal thread that every single one of these characters has had. I mean, even just something small with, like, Shang Chou and Shang Yun, who the first year didn't really interact despite in-game lore saying they're friends. And then we've seen them interacting a lot more, I think. And then it, we got a little bit more of that in the restaurant scene in this Lantern Rite, where after they're all talking and Venti introduces himself as a fellow friend of Xing Cho's who he met at Iridori, Chong Yun's like, who's Venti? Like in an almost accusatory tone. <laughs> and you get like more nuances just into like their platonic relationships too. Like there's a cute post-epilogue scene where the girls are interrogating Xing Cho about how he knows Venti, and Chong Yun steps in and gives him an alibi to kind of protect his secret from the girls. And it's like, Wait, it's does really he cute. know? Like, yeah. memes aside, does he know? <laughs> I also wanted, there, there was that whole bit about Chong Yun being like, hey, so who's Venti? But like, also, uh, the, the camera panned over Xing Cho's face a couple times when Chong Yun was getting really like gushy over Xiao. <laughs> Yes, that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> they each had their little jealous moments. There's even a part where Chong Yun's talking and he's like, Hey, I just saw you put your carrots in my bowl. What are you doing? Xing <laughs> Cho, you fucking child. They've really like matured the craft of getting as much good filmmaking out of the assets that they have. There were flashbacks. There were dynamic camera angles. We just saw a lot more in the cutscenes. Like the scene where you step outside with Xiao for a minute is it really did a lot for his character because yeah oh yeah this super served Shao yeah like way way more than the last two lantern rights which is crazy because 2021 was supposed to be all about Shao oh yeah because you would make make like the Shao lanterns and everything yeah it compared to his own personal story quest and then also the permanent content in the chasm section which if you've seen that episode we don't really care for that very much this was the one where it's like, ah, I understand you teenage girls. I get why you like this guy. Yeah, yeah, because like we actually get to see circumstances that he engages with rather than it ignoring that actually provoke a real emotional response on a level that's understandable. Like, He's very vulnerable. Anxiety. Also, just the fact that Xiao goes to dinner with like three people he really cares about who are all like nudging each other and like oh talking yeah. around him. Yeah. <laughs> There's a part in the conversation with him where he says something like, uh, oh, you know, I just everyone was like talking so much or like I wasn't feeling it. And you could say either I guess it's Zhongli's fault or I guess it's Venti's fault. And if you pick I guess it's Venti's fault, 
he goes, oh, so you know who he is. Okay, great. Uh, if you pick Mr. Zhongli's fault, like, he gets kind of heated, like, no, it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about my dad that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That entire time as Zhao was sitting next to the Traveler, he was like, does the Traveler know? Does he know? <laughs> it's gonna be everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's the episode does he yeah. know yeah right on the thumbnail like <laughs> it's gonna be the banquet scene and like literally venti zhongli xiao and the traveler are gonna be like thinking of the same thought bubble and it just says does he know <laughs> does he know <laughs> oh my god but it was so sweet like you took him outside and you kind of gave him some space and then he starts opening up to you about like memories about his family he talks about how Capetius Menogius, the guy who looks like Sasuri slash Waver, he was like a tailor in his spare time and he made these gorgeous costumes and Zhongli's normal outfit is actually a piece designed by him. Yeah. And that he finally decided to wear once he took on uh, human guys. Now that we're no longer at war, now he's wearing it, I wasn't expecting that. This is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Why weren't you written like this sooner? <laughs> yeah, Xiao actually cares about the Traveler because you don't start that conversation. First thing he says is, hey, are you doing okay? And the Traveler's like, I feel like I need to be asking you that. Yeah. Uh, also, when you try to bait out the Adeptus that rescued Vorjak's ancestor by drowning and the one that you get is him. Yeah. yeah. He's like, don't do that. This <laughs> is a privilege. Don't abuse it. No, 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 no. He doesn't even say that. He says, you had a lot of people worried. Don't do it again. Uh, yeah, he's doing better. Shen has doing better. Cloud Retainer's doing better. It well, I mean, so it's good. definitely leaps and bounds over the first lantern right he showed up in. He was like, I'm not even going to go into the city. I'm literally going to watch it from outside. Goodbye. He takes a long time to like warm up to it, which I think does fit his character. Yeah. I mean, it does, but again, these are limited time events. So. And- you think it is actually like. A slow burn, because we are talking about a lot of character development that is actually happening in the game. It's just that it took like two years. I think they just got better at writing and they got more familiar with their setting. I think that this is them finally hitting the point of like, okay, good. We can show these characters like being vulnerable and, and changing a little bit, but not in like any kind of planned character path, because at the end of the day, they do still have to kind of go back to the um, the status quo because this is a limited time event. Yeah. Yeah. Your biggest impression of these characters is going to be their their action lines and the stuff they say on the overworld. So they have to return to a baseline where them saying that stuff is plausible for their character. Mm-hmm. But you can you can still like have some good development in there even despite that. Dude, they still don't know how to write for Yenfei. They don't, and I'm sorry to say I don't think they ever will. Yenfei gets one appearance where she hangs out with Madam Ping. That's it. We don't really have her hanging out with playables. Like, there was that tiny, tiny, tiny scene with her and Ganyu, and Ganyu just goes and distracts her from the conversation that uh, Cloud Retainer is having with Pig. Like, no, we could have had so much. Please give her friends, colleagues, something. Do something with my baby. They didn't even mention her as Ganyu's friend when they were talking to Shenha. The only two people that they mentioned, I think, were Shenha and Kuching. To be fair, I don't think Ganyu and Yenfei are particularly close. They should be, though. Like, 
I wanted to be like, yo, Kazi. Yeah, no, like, because they're they're the only two, as far as we know, the only two half adepti in Liyue. And, like, I feel like that should bring them together. Yeah, it would be so good because, like, Ganyu is an experienced adeptus and, like, I think Yenfei's not that old. Like, her mom is still alive, so she's still within a human age range. Mm -hmm. So she could use, like, a senpai adeptus to show her the ropes. And in return, she's more at home amongst the humans in Liwei Harbor, and she could kind of, like, accustom Ganyu to that. Yenfei is just so underutilized. Like, Yenfei is as one note as Shinyan is in that, like, I'm the lawyer guy and I'm the rock musician, but Shinyan has, like, hidden depths and other things going on for her in her life, with her aspirations, with her friends. I think maybe one of the struggling points is, like, Yenfei doesn't really have, like, adversity in her life. Her whole backstory is very happy and supportive. Yeah, she has the pratfall of being the well-adjusted one, so... Yeah, maybe she's just like, I don't hang out with these weirdos. I will say, though, we are about to go to the land of justice and judges, so... I I was going to say the same thing, yeah. Yeah, if she's not our, like, lead-in character to that, then Hoyoverse doesn't fucking know how to write this game. Beefy and I were talking about this the other night, though, where, um, what if Dory gets, like, arrested in Fontaine for, like, smuggling? Yenfei has the law background. Shinobu has the law background. Who's gonna be the Sumeri character who makes it to Fontaine? And we were like, it has to be Dory getting arrested. That's the best premise. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Guess so. Ooh, it's Ningguang! <laughs> <laughs> it's our landlord. It's our landlady! But we don't pay. I mean, we pay with our sanity. We put up with a lot here. I wish she'd invested as much into the insulation of the walls as she did into getting this fucking thing to fly in the first place. Right. (laughs) We can only soundproof so much with the lint we find on the ground. Listen, this is a ramshackle production, you guys. We have to do this in their basement at midnight, hopefully where no one can hear us. You guys ever seen Mouse Hunt? No! (laughs) (laughs) And you shouldn't. (laughs) Oh, Ningguang's talking about the Adeptus Shoegazer. <laughs> I think he was friends with Mumble Rap. I love the music. Mumble Rap! <laughs> Mumble Rap is an Adeptus! Mumble Rapper. <laughs> you know, Mumble Rapper, relative of Streetward Rambler. I'm so glad that Kazuha made it into Lantern Right too. It's like, yeah, he is the Liwei fam. Like, he's He's got nothing back home for him in Inazuma. And then you go to the Alcor and it's just like overflowing with gifts. And you find out that like Beto gave everyone big fat bonuses and like sent as many people home to their families as possible. And then like, she's the best boss ever. They do. She really is. They do also make a lot of points that, yeah, she's not here though. And we know where she is. Yeah, she's buttering them up so that they don't ask questions. I mean, it's not like she keeps it secret. Yeah, the Baguong situation was subdued, thank God. Uh, I think they got a lot of complaints to HR, and they wanted to avoid another, shall we say, blue dress incident. They literally had Kaching standing between them in that one cutscene, like, save room for Jesus, you two. Save room for Confucius. <laughs> save save room for Rex Lap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One thing I did notice, though, was that Yelon was standing very conspicuously behind both of them during that conversation. Seems like they might be opening up their relationship and or chess game a little bit. God, that's all we need. <laughs> if, look, if we have to deal with three people rocking the walls in this house, we're going to 
we're gonna die so we have to, we have to prevent this i don't think we can do anything about their like weird little developing polycule we could leave rat droppings everywhere where would we even find them how does the rat get up here also like have you heard how loud the assistants scream if they see a rat i know how loud they scream when they see me <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I was kind of implying. I mean, look, sometimes we go for a snack run. Like, wait, I wasn't paying attention. What did anyone just say about the fair lady from Fontaine? Oh no. Um. So Dvorak is like, I was saved by some mythological fairy lady. Uh, oh no, he wasn't. His ancestor was, and he wrote a song about it. And now he's like, I came to Leeway to find out who this was. And Ningguang's like, sure, whatever. We'll put on Coachella in a day. That sounds like something she'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here we are, we're at the events, finally. Okay, like, as someone who worked in eventing, I hate this man. <laughs> we'll, we'll put on Coachella in a day, and it'll be way better than that shitty fire fest you call the Incandescent... The, wait, the... Incandescentable? Yeah, the Incandescentable tour. Yeah, that's what I said. The Iridori tour. Um... The wind rises. Wind does rise, doesn't it, Scarabouche? <laughs> God. Wait, he can go up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh! Yeah, he flies! He Wait, flies! That's his thing! No, I thought he just went horizontal. I didn't know he could uh, VTOL. No, yeah, like a gamer, oh, yeah. he can rise up. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the whole <laughs> oh point. God. That's how he fights. Like, that's why he exactly. has a whole other meter. <laughs> rise up, if you're living on your knees, you rise up. Rise up, tell my sister that she's gotta rise up. Tell the Archon that she's yes, gotta hello. rise I'd like to, up. I'd like to talk to my agent, please. Can I get trans... No, wait, what do you mean? You're I in this mean contract forever. It was written in way. You... Oh. That was the ultimate contract. The one Zhongli made. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like those old AVGN like, rip-off shows. Someone busted down the door and was like, you have to play video games for some reason on your stupid net show. <laughs> I'll make the play Genshin Impact the worst they can find. I'll make them talk about it every month and eradicate their minds. And they say that Rad has no control when the recording begins and ends. They'll have to keep their sanity with the help of their puppet friends. friends. Kuno! Rad! <laughs> Fujin! Kuna! I know. Speaking of people who probably should have talked to their agents about singing. Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> is, oh. It's fine. It's I fine. Mean, they're two of, like, some of the better voice actors. Oh, yeah, characters. yeah, no. Shinyan and Hu Tao, their English VAs are some of the best in the game. They basically kill it every time they show up. Yeah, we, we should mention that we are specifically talking about the English VAs in this case. What I've heard about the lyrics, apparently when other people tried them just with slightly different rhythm, it like worked uh, meter-wise, so it might have been a direction problem. <laughs> no, it's just a time problem. Like, guys, please don't blindside your talent with singing and rap requirements without any extra lead time or collaboration. This was just put upon them in a really unfair way. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like this is not an indictment of the VAs. The VAs are incredibly hardworking. It's just, man, it's it's one of those things where, like, no one was in a fair position with this. That's a big extra ask. Oh, can you rap this? Here's some lyrics. Like, when you take on these gigs, 
you do it with a set of expectations of what you're going to be asked to do, just like any job. Mm -hmm. And it is super unfair to do something on this time crunch that's like so far outside their wheelhouse. We got the absolute treat that was Erica Harlicker singing as Venti for Vine Laserfest. And that was unprompted. Like, no one actually asked her to do that, but she did because she could, and it was great. Like, she's a singer, and this is something she was game to put in the extra, but not everyone can just kind of pull it off like that. Yeah, some people can, but this shouldn't be an expectation unless it's, like, specifically outlined. Maybe that's just something that they weren't even thinking about on the Chinese end, because the only other character who has sung was Yunjin, and because she sings Beijing opera, they just use the original opera singer, which, which they should, but you can't really do that for a rock song and a rapper and just have them switch to Mandarin. I mean, in all honesty, I would prefer they just kept it in Mandarin. Like, if you're going to do a musical number, unless you can, like, really get the production behind it, I'd say just honestly keep it in its original language in that case, even if you're watching the English version. I think everyone just had too big of an ask. It's a big ask to ask your localizer to write a rap, it's a big ask to ask your voice actress to rap. These are specific skills and you got to give them the time to do it or like a consultant. And like Genshin's going to have a very long-term relationship with this voice actress. It's like, if you're going to do that, you got to like make it work better somehow. Anyway, hey, be nice to the people who make this, especially like the people who are dubbing it in our local language because they have so little agency in what happens in this game. No one you could complain to in English on Twitter has any power to make the changes that you're complaining about. They're all in Shanghai snorting coke. <laughs> anyway. Oh, is there anything to say about the gameplay? Like, everything was just kind of a retread. We got boat stuff. We got obstacle course stuff. Well, that the um, shadow oh. puppetry thing, or the, the paper play. You're right, that was new. How does it work? I haven't played it yet. It's, it's puzzles. It's... Yeah, it's like... It's a little bit like Braid, kind of. It's a puzzle platformer where you have to help a little guy. I wonder why they didn't have a rhythm game for this musical-themed, uh... Probably a lot to ask for. But we don't come to Lantern Right for the innovative gameplay. Like, Leeway is the hometown, and Lantern Right is the Lunar New Year. You, you check back in with your fam, with your friends. Like, we're here for the story. And they super delivered this year. It was very, very fun. But yeah, I think overall, Lantern Rite 2023, a pretty good showing by Hoyo versus you. Oh god. Are they home? Oh god, they're starting. Oh god, oh. run! Oh god, go! Hey. Happy Lantern Rite, bye! Happy Lantern Rite. Hey! Up and down! Oh god, oh god. Brace yourself by the table. <laughs>